This audio is brought to you by MuslimCentral.com. SubhanAllah, I'm always amazed by how much some of these companions love the Messenger وسلم, even though they only spent two or three years with him. Like you think about those people in Medina in particular, the Ansar, who met the Prophet وسلم, and some of them died within one, two, three years of meeting and receiving the Prophet This Sahabi, Khubayb ibn Adi radiallahu ta'ala anhu, uh, when you talk about the miracles of the companions with the angels and otherwise, he really is in a league of his own. Now Khubayb radiallahu anhu was a young man from the Ansar, from the tribe of Aus, when the Prophet came to Medina. And he embraced Islam and became one of the veterans of Badr, who are of course the best of the companions of the Prophet And just a short while after that, He's captured in this ambush by Quraysh. Now, of course, Quraysh from Mecca was trying to avenge their losses from Badr immediately after Badr. So they captured Khubayb and a group of the Ansar. And in fact, in that ambush, many of his companions, eight of the 10 were actually killed. The head of them was a man by the name of Asn ibn Thabit al-Ansari who has his own miraculous story. But Khubayb survived the attack and was taken as a prisoner back to Mecca. So SubhanAllah, you have a man that embraced the Prophet coming from Mecca to Medina and now is a prisoner in this land that is foreign to him, which is Mecca. Now, when he's taken back as a prisoner to Mecca, the tribe of Al-Harith ibn Amr ibn Nawfal heard that Khubayb was taken as a prisoner. Now, Khubayb killed Al-Harith ibn Amr in the Battle of Badr. So his tribe realizes that the one who killed their father is now a prisoner in Mecca. Now, of course, the Battle of Badr is, you know, a situation where the Muslims themselves were not going out for battle, but battle was forced upon them and Khubayb bravely rose to the occasion. So you have the situation where the man who was killed by Khubayb his family in Mecca hears about him being a prisoner in Mecca. They immediately go to those that captured him. They purchase Khubayb and they say that we are going to take him as a slave, take him as a prisoner, and when the time comes, we're going to execute him. So here Khubayb is in the strange land and he's with the tribe of this man and Hadith ibn Amr, which are full of vengeance and they are ready to execute him in the worst of ways. However, it was the time of the sacred months. So because it was the time of the sacred months and the people of Mecca in some strange way, they still weirdly observed some of these rituals, right? In a very strange way. They said, we're going to leave him until the sacred months pass and then we'll kill him then. So basically at this point now, Khubayb is in his chamber in Mecca and they're waiting for the sacred months to pass and then they're going to execute him in a very nasty way. So you have the children of Al-Harith and they're taking turns watching him as a prisoner. And many of these people that are going to be involved in the story would become Muslim later. One of them, either the daughter of Al-Harith or she was a female servant from the, the women folk of Al-Harith. So she tells the story when she became Muslim later on, she says that we would take turns watching Khubayb, the boys, the girls, the sons, the daughters, we would take turns watching him. And she said that it was my shift. And I immediately realized that there was something very strange about this man. I would bring him food as we would with our prisoners. 
And when I would bring him food while he was in his chains, he already had grapes. And these were grapes from a strange place. And it wasn't even in season. So there's no way he got these grapes from Mecca. There's no way he was able to communicate with the outside world. So I'm wondering, where is he getting these grapes from, these special grapes from? So I asked him one day, I said, where are these grapes from? He said, Inna Rabbi yutu'imuni wa yusqini. He said, my Lord feeds me and he provides me drink as well. SubhanAllah. So just like in the story of Maryam alayhi salam, when Zakariya salam would come to her mihrab and find that she already had food out of season, fruits out of season. So this was one miracle for Khubayb radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Then she says that when it came closer to the time of his execution, he requests a blade so that he can remove from his body hair what was from the fitrah and basically groom himself before his martyrdom. He wants to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the best of ways. And so he wants to groom himself before his shahada. He knows that the time of his execution is coming up. So he requests a blade. She said, I brought him the blade. And while I left him, my baby boy crawled to him while I wasn't paying attention. So she said, I rushed to the chamber, realizing that my baby boy wasn't around. And look at the scene. She says, I found Khubayb radiallahu anhu sitting. In one hand, he had the blade. In the other hand, or on his lap, he had my baby. So I gasped out of fear, right? I mean, obviously he's a prisoner. He's got nothing to lose anyway. We're going to execute him. Either he could hold the baby ransom or he could execute the baby because he's going to be executed anyway, sort of as a, a parting message to the tribe. But Khubayb radiallahu ta'ala anhu basically says, look, we're Muslims, we're not like that. So when she sees him uh, in that state and then he sees her gasp, he says, did you think I was going to hurt him? He said, I swear by Allah, I would never do that. So this is not who we are. We're not the people that do these types of things. So she said, ma ra'aytu asiran qattu khayra min Khubayb. She said, wallahi, I never saw a prisoner better than Khubayb radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Then she says, the time came for his execution. So the tribe took him out to Tan'im to crucify him, away from the Kaaba to Tan'im to crucify him. So they strung him up to a tree and they said to him, Wallahi, we're going to kill you. He said, Inna qatli fillahi He said, look, to be killed for Allah is no big deal. And, and he says the very famous words, وَلَسْتُ أُبَالِي حِينَ أُقْتَلُ مُسْلِمًا عَلَىٰ أَيِّ جَنْبٍ كَانَ فِي اللَّهِ مصرعي. He said, I don't care in any way how I will be killed as long as it's for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As long as I'm going to be killed for the sake of Allah, kill me in any way that you're going to kill me. Do to me whatever you're going to do to me. I'm satisfied with that being my fate. So Uqba ibn al-Harith, who is the son of al-Harith now, he has him ready to be crucified. He says to him, Tamanna. He said, you have any wishes, any last requests? So Khubayb radiallahu ta'ala anhu says, let me pray two rak'ahs. And so he's the first one to establish this practice, which we'll talk about as the series goes on. So he, he gives him that wish. He goes ahead and he prays two rak'ahs and he prays two rak'ahs quickly. So he didn't take long in his two rak'ahs. And when he finished his two rak'ahs, he said, had I not feared that you people would think that I was afraid, I would have prolonged the prayer. Meaning, you know, I didn't want you all to think that I was scared of this fate. Otherwise, I would have enjoyed my prayer and I would have not rushed it the way that I did. And then he said, Allahumma ahsihim adada. Oh Allah, kill each and every single one of them. Do not spare a single person amongst them. Now Quraysh, they just saw the miracle of Badr, the angels in Badr. They've seen some of the miracles of the Prophet They know what the dua, what the supplication of the believer is like. So when he said that, 
Quraysh ducked. They hit the ground thinking that the dua of Khubay was going to hit them at that moment, right? They thought something was going to come down from the sky and kill them at that moment. One of them is Abu Sufyan who lives on to tell the story as a Muslim. Again, a lot of the people would move on from this and tell the story as Muslims. So Uqba ibn al-Harith is watching Khubayb and he says, don't kill him yet. He says, beat him a bit while he's strung to the tree. You know, torture him a bit. And then Uqba ibn al-Harith wanted to play a mind game with him. So he came up to him and he said, let me ask you Khubayb. He says, Would you like that Muhammad be in your place and you could sit at home? Would you like right now that Muhammad is in your place and you get to escape this? He said, Wallahi, I would not even want a thorn to prick Muhammad while I'm at home. No, not at all. This is subhanAllah similar to the ending of Sumayyah. And then there's one more thing he says. As he's about to die, he says, Allahumma, O oh Allah, There is not anyone here to convey to the Messenger, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, my salam. Anta anni salam. So, O oh Allah, deliver to him salam from me. You send him salam, O oh Allah, from me. Now, realize again, some of these people would become Muslim later on, but this is an interesting last request. And then he was crucified and he was martyred Back in Medina, the Prophet Sallallahu is sitting with the companions. And suddenly the Prophet Sallallahu he, he shakes as if something happens. And the Prophet Sallallahu says, Wa And upon you is salam, O Khubayb. And the companions are shocked by what the Prophet Sallallahu just did. And the Prophet Sallallahu says, Hada Jibreel, Jibreel just came to me and he's giving me salam from Khubayb and Khubayb is about to be killed by Quraysh. So SubhanAllah, at that very moment, you know, when we send salam on the Messenger وسلم, it's after he has passed from this dunya that we maintain that connection by sending salam and the angels send salam to him while we are still alive in this dunya and he has passed from this dunya In the case of Khubayb Khubayb is passing from this dunya to the next realm and still he is so truthful in his connection to Allah and his connection to the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that Allah does not just choose any angel to take his salam to the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah sends the best of the angels, Jibreel Alayhi Salam, to convey salam to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam from this great companion Khubayb ibn Adi radiallahu ta'ala